the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Insightful. Informative. Irreverent. We're ready. 1220 KDOW presents Rob Black in Your Money. Your source for breaking news, market updates, and successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finance, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800-516-1220. So call in. We'll chat and uh, have some fun. You're listening to the best of Rob Black and your money on the Bay Area's business leader, 1220 KDOW. Welcome in. I'm Rob Black. Your money guru. Your Buddha on the mountain. Come rub my belly. My belly, belly, belly. And uh, let's talk about investing. Let's talk some of the, the basic concepts out there. Um, and then we can get into some more complex things. You know, one of the basic concepts, you know, how much money do you need for retirement? One of the more complex concepts is, can you buy a new car in retirement? Because you no longer have income really coming in other than Social Security. And Social Security, for the average American, is about $1,300 a month. When you factor in health care costs, it's, it's basically a push. So what can you and can you not afford to do? And like, how aggressive do you want to be with this? And how smart do you want to be with this? It's a damnation game. It really, really is. Um, I just want you to be cautious with it. Um, because you only have, in my opinion, on this show, one life. And then ultimately you have to, you know, figure out what do, what, did you do it right or not? There's no big do-overs, if you know what I'm saying. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. So, saving money. I think financially speaking, there's things that you have to talk about. There's how much money do you make? Should you get a better college degree than you currently have? <clears throat> Is a high school degree enough? Is a college degree that's wasted on you know, five or six years, a smart thing to do, or are you really financially letting your parents down and letting yourself down? So the biggest thing that you can have from the age of 20 to 60 is your ability to earn income. And I don't think enough people stop and think about that concept. And, you know, again, in our 20s, we're kind of confused. We're kind of learning along the way. I know a woman that went to college, a great school. She's got a great job. She has a great career. And she wants to get married and have babies, which is fine. She wants to be a stay-at-home mom. 
But by the end of her career, would it have made enough money to pay back that degree, or should she have just invested that money and found a husband? Could she possibly have known that's what she wanted in her early 20s? Or is that ridiculous? Or was this a fallback plan in case plan A didn't work? I know we're never, ever going to solve this, and I know we're never going to get to the point where we're actually saying, yeah, maybe she shouldn't have. That's offensive, Rob. I know. But trust me, when you get a four-year degree in communications to walk into radio and television that's changed now to podcasting and streaming, you're screwed. It's 130% true. You you weren't ready for it. One of the things that, uh, you know, I've got like an entrepreneurial bend in me. I've got a kind of I don't like to work for the man thing. And here I am working for the man, Salem Communications. Thank you, man. Thank you. But I've also started businesses in the past, and I've done very, very well in my life and my career. Um, I just want you to be, like, really, really honest with yourself on some of these kind of big issues. Um, in large part, like I said, you don't really get a do-over. So start with some of the basics. You know, how much do you need for retirement? You know, you, the, the whole concept of a budget is critically important. Um, and I know it's it's not sexy. It's not fun in any way, shape, or form. But that's okay. Your income is your most important thing. So not only is your income going to fund your home, it's going to fund your vacations, it's going to fund your children maybe, your your children's college. Your income is also going to fund your retirement nest egg. Very, very important. So you got to save 10 to 15%. So that, that going back to college thing is important. Because when you start thinking about it, let's say you save you know, 10%. Let's say you save... Uh, I don't know, $10,000. So you make $100,000, you make save 10% per year in your 20s and your... By the end of your 30s, you've saved a million dollars. Or by the end of your 20s, you've saved a million. And then 30 to 40, you save another $10,000 a year. It's another, you know, $100,000. So you've now saved $200,000. From age 40 to 50, you save another $10,000 a month. And I'm doing the math here wrong, <laughs> but that's okay. Um, so let's say you're – I'm trying to use big round numbers. So it's 120000 120000 So now you say 240 You save another 120 360 You save another 120 That's 480 So, okay. Now, that's not going to be enough for retirement from age 20 to 60 if you just put it in the bank. So you have to start looking for alternatives. Alternatives could be cash, no. You're getting 0% return on that. Bonds, you're probably getting 3 to 4%. That starts improving that, imp- that number. Then you can go with real estate, you get about 5%, but there's also cost associated with that, taxes and upkeep and maintenance, unless you go with like a real estate investment trust, which REITs are publicly traded. Do not go after the private REITs. Go after the publicly traded ones, and you're going to probably get a, a pretty nice return of about 6 7% because you're getting a business on top of the real estate plus the real estate. If you don't know what REITs are, they stand for Real Estate Investment Trusts. And basically, it was a a mechanism designed by Congress in the 60s to allow people to save money and invest money into businesses that had real estate ties. So, like, if you were from upstate New York, like Syracuse, where there's nothing but, like, mosquitoes that are, like, eight pounds, there's, there's nothing going on there. But you wanted office properties in San Francisco, you wanted office properties in Chicago, office properties in New York. A real estate investment trust was that vehicle to do it. A company would get together, 
and Congress would say, you, real estate investment trust, do not have to pay taxes as long as you share 90% of the profits with the investors. Okay, now I get it. So there you get real estate exposure by owning 100 shares, you're done. You don't have a 30-year mortgage. You don't have that cost of, of mortgage costs. You don't have that, you know, that, that overhead cost. You don't have the maintenance cost. Um, you don't have to change your mortgage. If you miss a payment, you, they don't come and take your land from you. So a real estate investment trust, when you own 100 shares, you own 100 shares. And that's how most Americans should own investment real estate. But unfortunately, there's people that do shows on mortgages. There's people that do shows on real estate. There's people that do shows on infomercials. Do you remember the two midgets in Hawaii pushing real estate? And I say midgets lovingly, and there's probably tiny people or probably a better word. But when I was 20 years old and I was flopped on the couch eating Doritos in the middle of the night and the commercial would come on, I'm like, whoa, there's two midgets with hot chicks that own real estate in Hawaii. They all have something to gain from it. They want you to buy a piece of property from them, do a transaction for an individual piece of property with them. They want you to buy condos in Dallas because they have a deal with the developer. But the best thing you can do is buy publicly traded real estates, names like equity office properties, Boston properties. We're actually buying real estate, commercial real estate, and you own 100 shares and there's nothing more. You don't have to put any money down. You don't have to put, you know, come up with extra money. You don't have to, you know, um, no maintenance fees. Once you own the shares, you own the shares. Okay. So again, $120,000, $10,000 saved for 12 months. You know, that comes up to about dollars uh, Six percent returns on real estate is not going to get you to where you need to go. So you need to go a little bit higher and go to the stock market. In the stock market, the double, money doubles every 7.2 years. So you can see how that original 120 becomes 240. It becomes holy macro. You can see how it starts to all compound. And the most powerful part of compounding is time. So the original 120,000 that you put in over 10 years is worth a lot more than the last 10 years when you're from age 50 to 60. These are some things that you just got to scratch your head and start thinking about. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. You're listening to the best of Rob Black and your money on AM 1220, KDOW. I'm Rob Black. Thanks for listening. If anyone wants to call in with a story or an investment angle or praise, if you want to give me a tip, 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. I'll take it. I'd like to get some of your feedback on occasion and your insights. One of the things that shocks me is how many people look for Buddhas and gurus. Keep in mind, I'm your Buddha, I'm your guru, and you should look no further. Someone recently emailed me and said, hey, I heard on another show that the impending college debt tsunami is going to ruin America. I should stop investing. What's your opinion? I'm like, if you're going to listen to another show, don't ask my opinion. 
to be quite honest with you, because there's people that talk financially speaking, and I can I can tell you mortgage people, I can tell you real estate people, I can tell you people on TV, people on radio, people in magazines, that you know, just because you have a radio show or a television show or a magazine article doesn't make you an expert. They can tout, you know, I've got a career in finance, and look, I wear suspenders. The truth is, is you can have a whole career in money and finance and underperform. I'm basically ready to retire. I'm not trying to get a transaction. So please be incredibly cautious on who your Buddha and guru is. And yeah, if you don't think I'm taking into account college debt, you're crazy. Of course I take that into account. You take into account debt loads, you take into account spending, you take into account wage inflation. You take into account randomness. You know, Congress uh, at some point in time can get their act together and say, you know what? We see that all these big tech companies, all these big companies in America have a lot of money in foreign markets. Now, they don't want to be taxed at 35%, but we want a windfall. How can we meet in the middle? Um, okay, so you repatriate money, none of it goes to stock buybacks, none of it goes to uh, corporate CEO compensation. You have to put it into infrastructure buildings or R&D or something along those lines that brings jobs to America. And we'll lower the rate from 35% down to, say, 10%. Both sides win. Now, right now, you can't predict that. Um, right now, you can look at like the future of inflation and go... Yeah, we expect 2% for the next five years, but you know what? If oil goes from 40 bucks to 400 bucks or 400 bucks to 40 bucks, that, that, that whole picture is out the window. Now, of course, it's not going to do that. <laughs> That's what I love about tape or even digital tape in this case. Um, so anyway, be cautious. There's a lot of Buddhas and a lot of gurus out there. And like, if you're going to listen to too much, you're going to get too much noise. I refer to CNBC as financial porn. And, and I say that with, with no respect at all, <laughs> just like I'm actually kind of insulting the whole institution. Now, if they want to offer me a job, fine, as long as I can poop and, like, throw crap at the other hosts and, and the content that's coming out of it, that's fine. Not a big fan. Not a big fan of, like, bad advice. And, you know... I love Kramer and what he does. I think he's good overall, but like for him to say like, it's a bye, bye, bye. It's such a confusing message to you because is he doing it? Is he not doing it? Should I do it? Should my grandmother do it? Should my grandchild do it? Should, uh, you know, my 28 year old son do it? What's a bye, bye, bye mean? Does that mean I'm going to make, you know, money, money, money over the three months, six months, nine months, 12 months, two years, five years, 10 years, 20 years. It, it, there's no definition there. So anyway, um, the number one most important thing for winning and as an investor, as my friend Charlie Sheen would say, winning, the number one thing clearly is, hold on, I'm sorry, what did you say? Winning. Oh, that's what I thought you said. The number one determinant factor for winning, winning, is time. It's not smarts. It's not looking good. Looking good's great. Trust me, when I did a TV show, and I do a TV show, and um, you look good, and you talk money, like, whoo that'll get you, like, instant gratification for a month or two. Maybe a year or two. Maybe it'll get you a, a model life that won't work out. But what works 
best over time. Again, not good looks, not smarts, but time. Winning. Go take a look at a chart of the Dow Jones Industrial Average from 1900, 1906. And then take a look at it. Financial dudes typically have this in their office. But you can Google it. I know you've got fingers, and if you don't have fingers, you've got nose. And if you don't got nose, be that guy who can type with his toes. Which, for the record, typing with your toes is going to get you an Academy Award. So you might as well start practicing if you're an actor who's like 12 years old. Become a drunk, act like a drunk, act like a prostitute, um, maybe mentally challenged, and or if you can type with your feet, you're going to win the Academy Award. So if I was an actress, I wouldn't be doing to be or not to be. That is the question that they ask of me. Go the hardcore route. Start typing with your toes and impress the director. Impress it's the director. 130% true. So the most important thing is time. And I don't know how I got into toes. But let's just assume that there's a logical tie there. And I'll say time is the most important thing. Um, oh, I said, no, go type the Dow Jones Industrial Average chart for 100 years. And what you'll see is 1900, and like, trust me, my, my facts on history are, are not the best. Somewhere in there, there's World War I, World War II, there's a president assassinated. Somewhere in there, there's a president in a wheelchair, there's a nuclear bomb, there's Nagasaki, there's Hiroshima, there's a Korean conflict war, there's a Vietnam conflict war, there's oil at you know $150 a barrel, there's people waiting in line in the 70s for oil, there's you know getting a mortgage at 14%, 15%. You think about that now, and you've got it good. Back when I bought a house in the 70s, my mortgage was 15%, and I was happy to have it. We didn't have feet. We couldn't type on a computer, because computers weren't even around back then. Well, they were around, but they were only military. They didn't have them in the home. But we had 15% mortgages, and we were happy. But we didn't have feet, which made it really difficult to walk two miles to school in snow. But we didn't have snow either, so we were happy. Um, so how long you stay invested is the most important thing. Because if you look at that chart and you look at all those terrible things that happened, World War One, World War Two, President Kennedy, Reagan, people getting assassinated, high inflation, stagflation, oil shocks, um, Korea, Vietnam, you know, uh, Iraq War One, Iraq War Two, nine eleven. Look at it. It goes slowly up and it starts in the lower left corner and it goes to the you know, upper right corner. And you don't notice those those events like World War One, World War Two. You don't notice those things like Kennedy and, and Reagan. You don't notice those things like Martin Luther King and civil rights. You don't notice events in America in the world that were shocking. It works over time. And if you don't buy into that, screw you. I don't know what else to say. I don't know what else to say. A hundred-year chart tells the truth. Over time, this thing works. Through all sorts of crazies, even college debt. I'm Rob Black. You're listening to the best of Rob Black and your money on AM 1220, KDOW. You're listening to the best of Rob Black and your money on AM 1220, KDOW. 
So I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Trying to blend some common sense with you and um, getting you to retirement. Um, holy mackerel. Um, 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. I guess it seems like the last couple segments have been taking shots at gurus and buddhas. And I think rightfully so, because just because I have a radio show, you shouldn't trust me. You should trust that I have a, a 19, 18-year career. I've done this for a long time. And I'm not a tout. I'm not one of those people who will say, like, did you have a strategy in an up market? Did you have a strategy in a down market? I did. Nanny, nanny, boo, boo, stick your head in. I'm not that guy. There's a guy out there who does that. Or, hey, look at me. I talk to these other people who are experts. I do a little bit of that. I talk to the guys at briefing.com because I think they're common sense. If you ever listen to them, they're not like getting you like, hey, come to a transaction with me. There was an economist. And believe it or not, I find economists sexy. It's called the dismal science just being an economist. The dismal science, wow. What I learned a long time ago is there's no right answers. There's just compromise. And that's how you can start eliminating 50% of these gurus and Buddhas out there. People who are trying to tell you definitively. Economist Alfred Cowles. And my favorite economist, just so you know. If I were to do a side business, if anyone wants to do this with me, it's economist trading cards. Like you get these economists from like the 1900s and early 1900s, mid 1900s, and like you can get like different ones, and you know you can start getting into uh, modern portfolio theories and things like that, and you can you can do a lot of fun with like economist trading cards, Wall Street trading cards. Um, but economist, my favorite guy, economist, a guy named Joseph Schumpeter, he once called capitalism creative destruction, and once you just Get that concept in your head for one minute and digest it and drink it down like like a milkshake. And you're like, that's good. You see that, yeah, we're going to go through periods of time where our banks implode, where our housing market implodes. We're going to go through periods of time where our tech stocks go, woo, to the moon. We're going to the moon. Uh-oh. Tech sector explodes. That's the sound effect I could have used exactly 15 seconds ago before I tried to make one up on my own. Okay, so the rocket to the moon, and it's looking good, it's looking, and then it explodes. That's 98, 99, and oh, crap, 2000 comes along. Or, woo, I own real estate, 2002, da 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 2003, 4, 5, 2006, it's all been repossessed and foreclosed on your upside down and your mortgage. Yo, the bank, more than the house is worth. Creative destruction, but do you want to own real estate over time? Hell yeah, in the right areas. Do you want to own stocks over time? Hell yeah, if you're diversified and you can dollar cost average and you can take a look at it as if you don't have the maintenance costs that you have on real estate. There's always going to be implosions. But anyway, Joseph Schumpter, Creative Destruction. I believe in that. That And again, you could use it on a lot of levels. Like you could look at the tech industry. And I remember a day. Do you remember compact computers? Probably not if you're under the age of 35. 
there's Dell computers, there's Compact computers, there's HP computers. Um, IBM had the awesome ThinkPads. And then slowly but surely, like, they were competing with each other, and, you know, it kind of created destruction. And, you know, Dell had to go private, and, you know, will they come back public? You know, sure, that we're still buying desktops, but at one point in time, we could support five or six computer makers. Now you can support one or two. Creative destruction. It's not a bad thing. So another economist I've studied, a guy named Alfred Coles. Alfred Coles. He went through popular forecast of a popular analyst who had gained a reputation for successful forecast in, in the early 1900s. He was one of the first Buddhas and gurus on Wall Street. He made these forecasts in the Wall Street Journal. The Wall Street Journal is 100 plus years old. That's pretty awesome. You, you, you look at the United States and like you go to Boston and you go, that church is 160 years old. Whoa. But then you go to Europe and you're like, that church is 1,600 years old. It was made out of the bone of, of the slaves. And the monks practiced like hedonism there. And I, I, what? Like, that's a better history than our history. Paul Revere had a church 160 years ago? Whoa. And then you're like, there's a, a beach in Portugal. That when the water comes out, that's the only time you can get out to the monastery. And it was made out of bones. Like, who would make a, a, a monastery out of bones? Too much for me. But anyway, so Alfred Cowles looked through the Wall Street Journal in the early 1900s, and he studied this one forecaster, this one prognosticator, this one Buddha, this one guru, you know, who says, I am the great, this is what Wall Street's going to do. And he looked at 90 predictions in f- over a 30-year period. 45 of them were right, and 45 of them were wrong. And he was the Buddha, the guru of the day. This is much more common than you think. Much more common than you think. And again, um, I'm not going to name names. Maybe I'll, I'll come out with an electronic book that names names at some point in time. And now you're like, ooh, that's so decadent. An electronic book? Yeah, like a PDF. I'm going to come out with a three-page PDF that names names. Um, there's so many people. And like, all you have to do is like Google like Jim Cramer. And again... He's a guru. He's a Buddha. And he's gotten so much better over the last five years of toning it down. But he would make corrections like Bear Stearns at 40. It's an absolute buy. And John Stewart's famous for skewering them. If you haven't looked at the John Stewart Bear Stearns clip, of which John Stewart was probably about 80% correct, of which 20% was kind of off base, to be fair. And that's one of the problems with, like, popular news. Like, most of America now gets their news from John Stewart. Most of the uh, people under the age of 40 get their news from John Stewart. And it, it's written news. It's it's not reported news. It's written. Someone else did a story, and they take that story, and they bastardize it and turn it into, you know, a second-level event. So anyway. Um, so that's kind of my, my Buddha guru thing. So if you go back in time, you could find, like, just historically embarrassingly bad calls. I remember I once bought a company called Exodus Communications. I was only about 15 years too early. Um, I once bought a company called Cryomedical Sciences. Exodus Communications was a company that built data farms. And basically, what Amazon is doing now with Amazon Web Services, they were doing 15 years ago. So if you wanted to start up a company, you didn't have to worry about the Internet. You didn't have to worry about storage of your files. You didn't have to worry about your web page, where it was. They did all that for you. 
company shot up to the moon and how shall we say it blew up like a rocket at its exact wrong moment. And people remember me to this day for saying that I liked Exodus, which I didn't own it all the way down. Cryomedical science. And again, had I had that concept, had it had they had better management, it would have been a home run. Company called Cryomedical Sciences. They froze tumors, prostate tumors. My dad died of cancer right around this time, 20 years ago, 25 years ago. And um, 20 years ago, my dad died of cancer. And, um, when you a tumor and you know you go through chemotherapy, you go through radiation, it's horrible. At one point in time, my dad grabs his hair, and my dad was a military man, and my dad was a tough man, and my dad was an alcoholic, and he was not a man who showed a lot of emotions and didn't say, "I love you." And it, 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 it guided me into what I'm not as a man today, not necessarily what I am. Uh, but some of the things that I'm missing, I miss a, an enormous sense of fun because he took that away from me. But at one point in time, he grabs his hair and he pulls it out. Two big effing clumps, just just unbelievably. And I'm like, I'm like, what the hell did you do that for? And it was just this, this amazing cry for, like, I'm struggling here. Um. So please know, like, um, I made a bad decision. I got emotional on how bad chemotherapy is. I got emotional about how bad radiation is. And there's a company called Cryomedical Sciences that had this little, like, I want to say gun that you could take some pictures of the, the cancer and you could freeze it and you could cut it out. And it sounds like a great idea. And doctors ordered one round of it fantastically. And then they did not order another round because it was too difficult to implement and they're afraid of being sued. So I learned a very important lesson. And I, I did okay on that stock. I didn't lose my 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 tukush. I know you have to be Yiddish to understand the show at times. And the greatest part about it is I'm not Yiddish. I'm just using popular culture terms. Um, so I learned that doctors re-prescribing something is more important than first-time sales. So, like, when Pfizer's Viagra came out, it was the most re-prescribed drug of all time. The little blue pill. Um, that's Pfizer was a great investment in the 90s because of that. So, anyway, where am I going at with all this, if I can tie this all into a bow? I probably can't. The boot is the guru is the mistakes that you make. Um, ultimately, you're going to have to be responsible for yourself, and you're going to have to take a little bit from everyone out there. I can admit some of my mistakes. Susie Orman can't admit hers. Have you ever heard her come out and say I was wrong? Jim Cramer's got a little bit better on it. Those are like two of the popular TV media gurus. I I honestly would rather go into a room of like a gas that melts my body than have to watch Susie Orman. I think argon gas at some point in time could melt you. That's as bad as it gets out there in the world of financial media and Buddhas and gurus. It probably gets worse, but I haven't found it. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing. You're listening to the best of Rob Black and your money on AM 1220, KDOW. You're listening to the best of Rob Black and your money on AM 1220, 
KDOW. So I'm kind of doing a a very Rob Black thing and trying to say what's really on my mind. Internal editor off. People that I really get tired of are the people that moan and groan. They go, yeah, I don't have enough money to save for retirement. And then they're at a Super Bowl party. They're at Valentine's dinner. They're buying their sugar booger diamonds and going to Mexico and Hawaii. Yeah, I don't have enough money to save for retirement. If you can buy a bag of Doritos, you can save for retirement. And I'm tired of, of taking your lip on this. You're you're the problem, not me. It's not Wall Street. It's not the system's too expensive. It's you can't get off your couch without a bag of chips in your hand and watching your Charlie Sheen, Two and a Half Men, worst show of all time in history, and yet it was one of the highest rated shows of its time? That's right, Jack. Something's wrong with America. When you go down the grocery aisle... And you learn, like, most Americans don't save much for retirement. Most Americans. You know, the average, you know, nest eggs would be, what, like $160,000? That's going to be gone in three or four years in retirement, people. And then you're going to have nothing. You're going to have to eat cat food in a trailer park. <laughs> you're going to get what you deserve, but you're going to eat Doritos today. Oh, I just pulled something in my ribs. That one hurts. But anyway, that's what's really on my mind. And now you know. What's even worse is those of you who wait till like you're 40 going, yeah, I think I'm going to start thinking about retirement now. No, 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 no. There's worse than that. I see people age 55 sending me emails like, you know, Rob, I, I know that this is kind of my fault. I haven't saved anything for retirement yet. Where should I start? Lose a lot of weight and get healthy. Put down the bag of Doritos. Consider working till the day you die. So find a job that, that's going to work out for you. Um, I myself, let's say I was 55 and I didn't have anything saved. I'd get skinny. I'd get my butt looking good. I'd get a good, nice pair of plumber pants, and I'd learn how to, like, fix people's plumbing. I would figure out some skill that I could take money under the table in my community to get us, you know, to stay, as, stay afloat. The money under the table is kind of a direct shot at the IRS and the Social Security system and not paying taxes. I know it's not legal. I know it's not the right thing to do, but I'm telling you, a lot of people are going to run into retirement going, yes, yes, I had a great 30s. Oh, my gosh, let me tell you about it, Rob. I, you know, me and John Paul Getty, we hung out with this guy named Gatsby and know the times that we had. Oh, it was awesome. Oh, the women. Oh, the alcohol. And now that I'm 55 and I've got nothing, I'm going to be eating cat food in trailer park. Nothing wrong. Cat food is very, very nutritional if you buy the right brands. Just uh, make sure you throw the cans away or rinse them out because ants tend to get into them in your trailer, and that's disgusting. You don't want to wake up one day with, like, ants on your face. They've gone through all your tuna fish. They've gone through all your cat food. So I'm kind of going after the whole angle of there's no gurus out there. There's no Buddhas. And there's only you. And you can't afford to be, you know, you have to max out your investing. And you have to throw some of it in the stock market. There's no doubt about it in my mind. Unless you're making five hundred, six hundred thousand dollars $600,000 and you're going to have disposable income out the wazoo. Which I once had $5 stuck in the wazoo. It was a nine-hour surgery. 
outpatient, but it was a nine-hour surgery. It's 130% true. Dan Gardner once wrote, No one can foresee the consequences of trivia and accident. And for the reason alone, the future will forever be filled with surprises. That's the beauty of Wall Street. You know what? I don't know what the hell is going to happen next year. I know capitalism is out there. I know that, you know, we've uh, done a pretty good job of creating jobs in the United States. It took us a long time, so it wasn't a pretty good job. It was a pretty pathetic job, but we did it. Very American. Don't keep score. Just tell your kid that he's a winner. You know, yeah, it took us six years to get back to employment that's still substandard, but we're winners! Winning. Let's get a trophy for everyone. Um... So I can't foresee the trivia and the accident out there. You know, the, a plane being shot down over the Ukraine. You know, are you kidding me? Russia invading it. Like, some of these stories, like, you couldn't make up unless you were, like, a spy novelist. Um, Saddam Hussein not having weapons of mass destruction and still saying, you know, screw you, UN, you can't come in here and see that I don't have weapons of mass destruction. He could have saved his own neck, literally and figuratively. Like, that didn't have to happen, and yet, you know, oil spiked up on it, and, you know, the world gets tense, and the world starts to hate America more, and, like, there's, you can't foresee this stuff. You just have to play along, and you honestly, you have to trust. Capitalism, investing in indexes is the way to create wealth, in my opinion. You know, from 2002 to 2012, Apple increased 6,000%. That's pretty awesome. Do you want that? Who wants 6,000% returns on Wall Street? On Apple, from 2002 to 2012. But it declined in that 10-year period, 48% of all trading days. So there was days where it was down. That bothers a lot of people. It doesn't bother me. Buy great companies. Buy great companies with great product. Buy great companies with increasing sales. Buy great companies with increasing earnings. If they miss a quarter or two, was your target a quarter or two? Was it a year? You have to be patient. And you have to like learn to cut like you know some of the the drama out of your life. Save the drama for your mama. And I don't know what that means, but I'm gonna catchphrase it just so I can save it from Taylor Swift catchphrasing it and copywriting it. Do nothing are the two most powerful and underused words in investing. The urge to act has transferred an inconceivable amount of wealth from investors, stockbrokers. Do nothing sometimes. Panic and do nothing. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. You can find me online at robblack.com. That's robblack.com. You're listening to the best of Rob Black and your money on AM 1220, KDOW. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.